0: I've been asking the students to give me the headline for the news story about their survey. What's the headline for the class, Mm. for the unit?
1: The headline is students when given the opportunity can be scientists right now.
0: You're listening to WERA LP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.fm. Coming to you from the studios at Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. I consider Shane McCarty one of the great finds of the treasure hunt that is choose to be curious, a kind of proof of concept for the premise that we have so much to gain by being just a little more curious about the people around us. Shane and I met when I was going places I had never been and talking to people I'd never met, sitting at a bar in the John Lyon VFW post around the corner from my house as I was working on the 50th episode of this program. Now I don't typically chat up younger guys at bars, but I'm so glad I did. A veteran of the 2007 shooting at Virginia Tech and the compassionate community that emerged there in its wake, Shane is now the executive director of CORE Foundation, a not-for-profit organization that translates scientific research into school-based youth programs and research-based practices for school personnel to facilitate pro-social development aimed at reducing violence in K-12 schools and places of higher education. With support from the Berkeley Initiative for Transparency in the Social Sciences of UC Berkeley, or BITS, Shane and his core foundation colleagues have developed a youth-led research program that incorporates experiential and project-based learning for students to conduct psychological studies on their own school climate. It seemed like a dream curiosity adventure, and I asked if I could tag along. I caught up with Shane at Yorktown High School, where he was teaching the unit as a four week capstone AP psychology project with his own former teacher, Nikki Turgeon Williams. Hi, everybody. Over the four weeks, I shadowed and talked with Shane and his students in classrooms and hallways as they worked in teams to generate research questions, test their hypotheses and analyze their own data. Hi
2: guys! Uh, Can we lean uh, computer screens forward for just a second, so I can have everybody's attention? At week
0: four, professional psychologists, mental health advocates, a college professor, and this radio host evaluated their work. I was looking for all the ways curiosity could or would show up in this unique learning opportunity. So I was going through the syllabus and There's like three things you're trying to do here, aren't there? There's your title, the psychology of psychological experimentation. Then there's this promotion of transparency in research. And then there's sort of this opportunity for project-based learning. What's your end game?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've always hoped that we could change what education looks like currently today to Mm -hmm. something that prepares students for the future to be able to give back to society. And I think being able to think in a cognitively complex way and think about all of the factors that are leading to whether it's decision making or behavior or outcomes that harm or benefit people is what I've committed my life to doing. And I think that's not our current education system. Uh, It doesn't facilitate that, and this seemed to be the opportunity for me in many ways to think through my high school, my undergrad, and my graduate experience and say, if I could redo everything, what did I wish uh, teaching and learning was like for me?
0: Oh, so you are literally and figuratively going back, aren't you? Yes. I think I've thought
1: about my own experience uh, back at Yorktown where it was... uh, kind of leadership and diversity and being able to be involved in improving the climate here um, and connecting individually with a few teachers and being passionate about psychology from this class uh, as a high school student and from the teacher who I'm now working with on this project. And so I think to finally think about how education didn't meet my needs as someone who I think is more creative, a little more conceptual, uh, didn't really fit the mold of (laughs) being very task and structurally focused and i think very early i was able to figure out that there were courses that fit in terms of what i felt like had value and things that didn't and uh irony is that now that i finished my graduate work, I look back and go, I really wish I paid more attention in algebra and biology and start reading books on genetics, things that I uh, didn't really pay attention to early on, but now help to explain human behavior, and so they're meaningful to me.
3: It's very much different than like any other project assignment we've done this year, where she just gives us the prompt and we have to do it. I like papers, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's work. We just have to get it done, but this is different because we're actually interested in the topic and we want to find out.
4: I guess it actually comes back to your topic of research and like curiosity and like what you're curious about and I think he wants to help us find a better or like something we're more interested in studying and like it all has to do with like human interaction like school climate which is all like comes back to psychology I feel like everything comes back to psychology so I feel like he's just helping us um find our our muse <laughs> and, <laughs> and I definitely nice think it
3: helps when we're when we got to choose our topic yeah um, it, make, it makes us more curious about it and it makes us um, want to find out the answers And I think that's definitely prompted us um, to be motivated for this project so he came in and he um, the first few days were lecture days um, and he explained like what he'd been researching um, and kind of his field and how that related to what we'd be doing and then Uh, Last week sometime we um, jumped into the project and at first we had posters around the room which we brainstormed ideas for each of the um, topics, mental health, character, and each group we got put in groups and each group got to go to each poster and talk about each of the subjects and then after that we got to choose which one we wanted to do so we chose character and um, for the past few days we've been developing um, a survey.
0: look back at all of that through your curiosity lens, What is? what do you see?
1: Yeah, I think I see an environment and a system that made it really challenging for people to be creative and curious. Um, and in fact, all throughout my undergraduate experience, it was not my time in the academic classroom but it was my time in student government and as a resident advisor and interacting with other human beings which unfortunately seems to be so lost uh, today Mm -hmm. that I became more curious about people and how to influence people in in a positive way. It's it's helped
5: so much I mean it's really changed the way I think about anything really like I think the overall thing of what we're learning this year is like how you know different people think
3: well a lot of stuff like sort of made sense and kind of came together this year i feel like we never learn about like mental health or anything in school like we kind of avoid it i feel like except for this class we actually talk about it and like it just made me realize like why i've done certain things like certain behaviors and like it made me realize a lot about like my family and like my parents and their style of like raising me and stuff. So that was kind of, it was kind of nice to
6: have, like tie it to my life. You know, I, I definitely do view the world differently. Um, it's helped me become a more sympathetic person because I think about why people feel the way they feel. I don't always blame myself for why people act the way they act. Um, psychology in general has, ta- has taught me where our feelings do come from and it's helped me understand that also my perspective on the world is not everyone's perspective, even though we all know that you, know, you need to respect other's perspective, we kind of tend to say, you know, our perspective is the just one, and psychologists really taught me that there's so many ways to view the world, and it's amazing, you know, it's beautiful how we have diverse opinion.
0: those actually were some of the most interesting conversations when I, you know talking with the students about their their posters you know what did they not anticipated what did they realize what's their next question I got into a conversation with one group about bias and they're like well we'd have to find a way to eliminate bias I'm like can you do that or can you just be more aware of it and understand that you're bringing it in and and being curious, you know, kind of bring it back full circle, kind of like, oh, what's the perspective that we haven't thought about? What's the variable that we hadn't anticipated? So is that, what else is in the psychology of psychological experiments?
1: I think um, it's helping students think about how they think Mm-hmm. and so we spent time with students thinking about whether they are more conceptual or analytical or structural or social.
0: When I first um, came and sat in on one of the classes you all had just done your thinking preferences. Yeah. yeah. Did those resonate
5: for you? Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean we got similar yeah. thinking preferences. Yeah. Did you? And yeah. um, you're like, you willing structural, to share that? So like you know structural like. So, we've, um, I think we've been pretty good about um, like making concrete deadlines and uh, schedules yeah. that we can stick to because like if someone just says like, okay, you know, can you have this done by, you know, sometime next week, like that could be Monday or Friday. Like it's yeah. important for, yep. you know, it's important to have like uh, concrete, concrete instructions on how to, you know, design our surveys and I think that we've had, you know, we've definitely had that and that's been super helpful.
0: And so it sounds like it's given you, maybe affirmed, some senses of yourself, yeah. That yeah, fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about, has it made you more patient or more conscious of yeah. other people's yeah, stuff? Yeah, definitely. Talk that, about that. I
5: think that just being aware of how people think, um, half of it is just knowing how they think, um, yeah. and it really just gives you better insight on um, your approach to them, mm-hmm. um, how you might The information based on how you think so that they can truly understand you.
0: And have you had opportunities to apply those insights outside of the class?
5: You know, obviously we've done other group projects this year, and I, you know, I guess um this this project has really helped me see that you know that people still might be trying, you know, their hardest even if it doesn't look like that. And I just I feel like this has really helped me see that you know, like, read people, I guess, like, see if they're, like, actually, you know, doing the best they can based on how they think or if they're just not doing anything.
3: Hmm.
0: And what do you think the students are curious about having had this experience?
1: What surprised me is how many students when I asked them what research questions they wanted to ask and what constructs they wanted to focus on, that there could be so much consistency mm-hmm. and that most students said that stress, depression, and anxiety were the three constructs that they wanted to focus on. And that, that to me, um, was scary mm-hmm. and disheartening mm-hmm. um, and challenging because I remember the academic pressure and stress that was the norm okay. here and throughout my entire undergrad and grad experience. And I think it, it, it concerns me that so many students could say that because that was another way of measuring the social norm. We know constructs based on our own experience. Yeah. And so each of us, because we have different experiences, actually defines and sees and experiences The construct in a different way. And to me, the part about measurement helped students take the time to actually think about, are we on the same page of what we mean? Mm -hmm. And even though there were many difficulties in thinking about measurement, it actually also bridged those gaps of experience that students might have to say, if we're trying to measure belongingness, What are the things that tell you you feel like you belong? And so helping students realize, again, the complexity of it all and how we all have such different experiences, which are influencing how we define and measure things.
0: I have been so struck in talking with the students about their projects on the aha moments that they're having and I was really struck as we were doing that debrief in this last section and I was talking about the surprising variables at the number of heads that were just going up and down and up and down around the room and I thought good.
6: I've really learned that context really matters and that there are infinite amount of ideas in terms of context you can explore and really exploring them is important to your data and um, understanding the world and understanding the many factors that can play into the data you have. So yeah, context, context really does matter.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and in asking those questions, what do you hope they gain?
1: Well, I hope that they gain more insight about themselves. Mm-hmm. I think the beauty of psychology is that there are, <laughs> it is the most relevant course that anyone could take in terms of really thinking about themselves Uh, in relation to others in the world. And so my hope was that they would be able to think about their own behavior and uh, how they might make changes. So Mm -hmm. for students who say stress and depression and anxiety are things that they want to address, thinking about the causal factors, and because we didn't collect time series or multiple waves, uh, we don't know. We had them theorize what those causes were. But I think for them to see the relationship between these assumptions that they've held for a long period of time and to see the results of things that they know are happening in their own life it gives you the opportunity to think about how i might create change you are you
0: in the same group yeah we're yeah, doing okay. mental health
2: and like how like class size affects like what is like stress yeah, or stress. like learning mm-hmm. like if there's more people in a class does it affect your focus uh-huh i think how much you think you've learned is going to be the biggest because like you might have learned stuff, but you don't think you. If you don't think you did, you probably won't know that you can apply it. Um, I mean, I feel like the bigger the class size, a lot of people are going to say the less focused they were in the class. I feel like that's mm-hmm. going to be like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. I want and I want to know all the like research. Yeah, want <laughs> to see if it like act like if it's true.
0: And how will you know if it's true?
2: Well, we'd have to.
0: Like, depending
2: know, on the results
0: of yeah, like the surveys. We
2: wouldn't be able to, like, I don't know, apply to like other schools, but at least I could be mm-hmm. like, there's a, like somewhat of a correlation between like large class mm-hmm. and like not being able to focus. Are they doing no. it next year? Yeah, they're like yeah. increasing class size next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're that's sh- why we chose this. Topic. Yeah, so we they're increasing our class sizes next year, so we want to be like, hey, don't do this. Uh, yeah.
0: Um. else you have political motives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um but also next year I think they're gonna like I, I don't know if he's coming back
1: or if they're just gonna like do this project again and like try and
2: replicate some of our studies yeah. mm-hmm. again, or again. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. yeah, here. When I worked with the students on developing their theoretical models, it became very clear to students that how they can create change in their own life are those factors that are on the left side of their model, meaning those factors that are influencing outcomes Mm -hmm. in their life. And I think what we know from research is that students who think in a very black and white way, and adults who think in a black and white way, that think in terms of categories rather than in terms of dimensions have worse outcomes Mm -hmm. because they aren't able to see how things are related and they aren't able to see the complexity of themselves and in in life. And I think when we get into black and white thinking, we get stuck in terms of an in-group and an out-group. And we get stuck in terms of, I can't make change in my life and this is the way things are. We get stuck in thinking about people are just this way and it's a personality trait and they can't change as opposed to people have the capacity with time and effort and support to be different.
0: Asking the students to give me the headline for the news story about their survey. What's the headline for the class, mm. for the unit?
1: The headline is students, when given the opportunity, can be scientists right now and have the capacity to. Produce something that could create change here and and across the United States.
6: One thing that really surprised me is how well I think I presented and how confident I was in presenting my data and how well the whole thing went. I'm normally not really good at um, talking in front of the class and stuff. So just how confident and the the, the courage I gathered to um, convey my message and I. So I what do you that. think
0: made the difference?
6: What made the difference would be just understanding that you know I'm not alone in the group. You know, I know all the people in my group in, in the class. They're not judging. You know, we're all trying our best, and just believing yourself and understanding that you are enough makes all the difference. Um, Can I give you a different headline too? Huh? Can I give you a different headline
0: too? Yeah. Same publication, different publication?
1: Uh, this would be different. I think this would be on the transparency end. Uh-huh. I know we were talking about kind of the different domains and the different lenses. I think um, high, school students, high school students address the lack of credibility in scientific research. Uh. I think that these are the next generation of potential scientists. And to give them a chance right now to learn the right practices under different constraints, but also to be under the real constraints that we all face, which is not enough time, not enough resources, not enough ability or competence. And these are the things. So is that
0: where the, your title, the psychology of psychological experimentation comes in? Yes. Is that what that means?
1: Yeah, it was really trying to get students to think about the biases that we hold as we think about this process and the mistakes and errors Uh that are going to occur throughout the process. So it was trying to not just do, but to think about why we're doing what we're doing and where we might have missed some steps uh, along the way. I think that's
4: a very valid concern because I'm also in AP Statistics right now and like we talk about the three main um, components of what makes a good experiment and one of the Main components it's replication. So, how can you trust something if it can't be replicated? Mm-hmm. So, that's a huge issue. It's like ironic because, like, it's just like I don't know because it needs to be replicated, but at the same time, in something like psychology, everything's so different everywhere. So, you can't generalize something, you can't like pinpoint one, like this is happens or like this happens because of this. He just talks about trying to replicate these projects, so maybe he'll give it to like next year's class. With a, we have a huge incoming freshman class, so maybe he'll do it with like a bigger population, with like different people. Not in this, our class won't be here, you know. So oh, so
0: that's cool. So your yeah. your project could be like, can it be replicated, right? Yeah. Or does so, it or does it change know. over time?
4: Yeah. So like he could do it again and see if the results are the same or differ a little bit. So.
0: Uh-huh
3: yeah I was thinking about our high school, if we're getting results from our peers, I feel like it could definitely be different from other schools in different mm-hmm. a- in other areas. Um, so I was thinking about that. I mean, yeah, you have to be able
2: to replicate it or it doesn't really mean anything. And I feel I don't know. like maybe a lot of the studies that we've already looked at aren't accurate because you can't replicate them. because
4: mm-hmm. when he
2: said that that was kind of concerning, I was like, oh a lot of the stuff we already know might not be Mm -hmm. accurate. I was just kind of like shocked that there's all these like discoveries being made but then if you can't replicate it, they might not be Mm
1: -hmm. true. I think what surprised me is how my first week, I felt a sense of disappointment because I, didn't feel as if students were actually going to be able to end after four weeks with a completed poster. Mm. The level of critical thinking, um, the need for checklists and tell me exactly what to do was really disengaging to me as kind of an instructor. And I think part of the four weeks was this relationship of them recognizing that my expectations are different than whatever your past experiences are and that you're gonna have to be in the gray area and be willing to just figure it out. And that's not, I think, the current educational model and norm. And so there's this challenge of, I really hoped that students would be able to do things on time and accurately and complete, and those are things that we have valued since elementary school. But what I really hoped is that they could think in a creative and complex way And they could, it just wasn't coming out with that first week of lectures and works because it was so different than what the norm, I think, is in many ways. And I also spent the first week teaching mostly lecture. Mm. So I created the environment, but then I started immediately thinking about how unable students were at thinking this way. Then as soon as the boundaries came off and we put students into groups, And they had to come to me and ask for insight and advice and what we should potentially do or not do. Now, the shackles are off, Mm -hmm. the constraints are gone, and we can think about things in a whole different way. And that's where I think we've ended up today.
0: So it was another proof of concept. When learning is relevant and curiosity-driven, it really takes hold, it really takes off. You've been listening to WERA 967 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this or any of the other great programming here on Radio Arlington, check us out online and on demand at wera.fm. You can find all my shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, SoundCloud and Facebook, all at choose to be curious, or on my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at choose number 2 letter b curious. And you can learn more about Shane's work in the CORE Foundation at corefoundation.us, that's C-O-R foundation.us, or on my Facebook page. I've got a sample of one of the research posters the students created and a nice video about the program. Check it out. A shout out to Sean Ballack, who's provided both my new theme music as well as all of the original composition for today's show. Special thanks to Shane McCarty, his inspiration and teacher, Nikki Turgeon-Williams, Yorktown High School, and the many students with whom I spoke. Allison, Benny, Carolyn, Charlie, Emily, Kaylee, Roger, you all are the true inspiration. What's the perspective? What's the experience? It's not represented here. What else might there be? It was fascinating to ask them, you know, like, well, what's your next question?
1: Yes, I always think that's the most interesting.
0: I hope you'll join me again next time. And until then, choose to be curious.
5: Funding for Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM is provided in part by the Center for Parents and Teens, where families are strengthened through a connection built through positive communication, mutual understanding, and realistic expectations of one another. For more information, visit www.centerforparentsandteens.com.
0: Choose to be Curious is sponsored in part by realtor Christine Hopkins. Curious about real estate? Christine works with clients from around the world, using her time and knowledge to build community. As she likes to say, community engagement has always been my big why. Working in real estate has helped me express that. What makes you part of a community more than living there? For more information, visit facebook.com slash Nova Househunter.